welcome to the I Can Relate podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Miller. On this podcast, we talk to relatable and amazing people with real life struggles and joys, sharing the goodness of God. Each episode is designed to bring encouragement to your life. So make sure you subscribe today and share with a friend who might need the same encouragement. You're listening to episode 13. Thanks for tuning in today. My guest is Alana Brown. She is a pastor's wife in Florida. She has four children, three boys and a girl. And I just really love her passion for Jesus and her contagious, joyful spirit. So turn up the volume, grab your coffee, and let's welcome Alana. Welcome to the podcast, Alana. I'm happy that you decided to join me today. Oh, yes. I have been thrilled about this, and I think it's a a wonderful opportunity. So thank you for having me today. You are so welcome. And I want to give a little bit of a backstory about how I actually met Alana. So we were living in Las Vegas, and our church there put on a type of pastoral ministry leader type of conference. Um, And so she and her husband came to it. And I was in charge of just heading up this roundtable discussion. And she was sitting there um, with her notes and probably your coffee. And all of a sudden, we're seeing a paper catch on fire. And then it was like, Everything like shaking, and I I can't even remember how the paper caught on fire. I don't. Yeah, think you can enlighten me to remember because that's a blur. All I remember is just the fire and everybody going. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then us laughing. Well, I was so excited to be there. Okay, so I was sitting next to my best friend Heather, yeah. and we're like, oh, we get to see each other, we get to hang out, and we get to do ministry together, and. You're up there teaching and I'm just, you know, taking notes, whatever. Well, I had one of the papers up and the table was beautifully set with candles, um, you know, small tea like candles. And I had that paper up and I'm so enthralled. I mean, Becky, you're such an amazing teacher that I was enthralled by what you were saying. (laughs) (laughs) I was enthralled by you. And the next thing I know is I look up and the paper literally is on fire (laughs) and I just grab it. I'm like, Heather, oh my goodness. So we start blowing it out. And of course you saw that commotion and then there's some smoke and ashes. I still think those notes have ashes on them. Um, what's great though. Yeah. (laughs) Heather and I have always likened ourselves to kind of like a Lucy and Ethel. Um, neither one of us, I will say claims to be Ethel. We want both want to be (laughs) Lucy, but, um, yeah, that was definitely a Lucy Ethel moment that we have not forgotten. So I'm sorry that was your first introduction to me, but oh, no, and it was fabulous. And ever since then, we, that's of course how I met her is through this conference and Heather introduced me. Heather was Heather, not was Heather is the pastor's wife there at the church that we served under. And, um, she and Alana together are hysterical, which is why definitely <laughs> to, to either create your own podcast together or do like YouTube videos. Oh, wow. Yeah. Be encouraging and hysterical all at the same time. So I, <laughs> I don't know if the world's ready for that kind of explosion, but <laughs> oh, I think we need more of it, really. Um, I think oh. we're all a little can be too serious, right? That's true. Um, that is true. Yes. But um. So anyways, that was kind of my introduction. And then of course we connected through Facebook and then just watching her um, and her life um, as we all watch different people's lives unfold <laughs> and just her joy and her humor that she brings um, that she just shows that, you know, 
Alana, you, you show that the Christian life doesn't have to be boring and that mm. it can be joyful and it can be fun and we don't have to be so serious. It's um, shown through um, mm. just your post and your life. And so share with me, because I'd love for people to hear kind of your, a little bit of your background, share with me your mm -hmm. testimony of salvation and even a small portion of your adoption story. Go ahead. Okay. So just, yeah, tip of the eye, I guess you, salvation, it just all um, connects and goes back to that. I think God's provision in my life has been so evident. And that, of course, with everyone starts at conception and then birth. You know, I think God has a plan and that's where he starts it. So mine actually starts with my um, biological mother um, who uh, got pregnant with me and had to make a choice. She was an unsaved young lady who was young and 19 and didn't really know what to do and was getting all kinds of advice coming different directions. Um, but a miracle happened. And when she was six months pregnant with me, she got saved. She moved in with her sister and brother-in-law and they had recently uh, been saved and accepted Christ. And when she did that, um, her perspective changed and she just really felt like the Lord wanted to, her to give me up for adoption to a Christian family. So long story short, my parents um, had been married for 10 years and wanted a child and had uh, several failed adoptions, but they were able to adopt me um, as a newborn. I was actually in foster care just for three months with Christian uh, couple that stayed in contact. And then my parents adopted me. Um, in March of 1980, and I uh, became Alana Stewart. And I say all that to say is that provision happened because my path would have been so different. And there are so many more details that I can share later, but how God placed me in the home that he did for a purpose. Um, and that purpose was to know him. And so my parents taught me from the age that I could even reason or understand that Christ was the answer. Um, and so my dad was in the ministry and I remember being a five-year-old little girl and coming home from church and wanting to be saved. I wanted to know Jesus. I had been taught this. And so I knelt by the couch that night and accepted the Lord as my savior. Now, as so many people that grow up in a Christian home, I mean, I feel like it is the same testimony over and over. We can battle with that. Um, and it's like, did I say the right words? Am I doing the right thing? But um, honestly, I, I wrestled with that. And then I remember being a 12-year-old girl after several months of kind of some sleepless nights and wondering if I truly was a born-again Christian. The Lord just said, Alana, stop depending on yourself. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor's daughter or if you've gone to church every week or, you know, these were my answers back. He said, I am the one who paid the sacrifice. And so you just got to fully trust me. And so that day I know I knew how to be saved and I knew how to get that assurance. And so I really feel like that assurance came for me when I was 12 years old. Um, and then there's several, you know, decisions throughout my life that have drawn me closer to the Lord, but that would be my salvation testimony. That's awesome. That really is. And, and, and I'm glad you shared that because that is a real, I mean, I grew up in a pastor's home and mm -hmm. same struggle. Um, you know, did I say the right thing? And um, mm -hmm. there's actually a really good book. And if I can think of it, I, I, by yeah. the, end of the podcast, I'll share it so that people yeah. can grab it because I think it's a great book for other 
um, maybe teenagers who have grown up in such a great Christian home and they have yes. accepted Christ as their savior because that's the only way, but to kind of help them understand what they're feeling and that right. our feelings are not true. It's the truth of God's word and um, yes. that we've put our trust in him. So if mm -hmm. for whatever reason, the book is out of my mind right now, but I will yeah. Maybe while you're talking, it will come to me and I'll show That would it be awesome because that would be so helpful, I think, to, to a lot of, even my own children who are growing yeah. up in a Christian home, yeah. you know, to have that assurance. That leads into the next question is, um, you have recently gone through a time of mourning and that's going to kind of be what we're going to be talking about today is um, just grief and mourning and how we deal mm -hmm. with it. And, and I honestly think it's a perfect timing for that because I feel like even just in the world today and what's going on, we're dealing with a lot of grief and mourning. And so mm -hmm. you have recently gone through a time of mourning and I want you to share um, what, basically, can you share what that journey was like and what circumstances um, brought mm -hmm. you this grief? You know, what happened okay. to bring this grief into your life? Right. Okay. So uh, last year, a little over a year ago on um, April 24th, 2019, I woke up that day. Oh, it had been such a busy season. I mean, I feel like every season's busy these days, but um, just coming off and having Easter and everything else. Well, I woke up that morning and I needed to go shopping because um, we were celebrating my parents' 50th wedding anniversary that Saturday. And so I had my list. I was ready to go. I was headed to the stores. You know, I needed to knock it all out while the kids were in school. And I got one of those phone calls that um, I guess everybody fears in their life and that you know will probably happen in your lifetime. But my mom had passed away um, that morning, early that morning. And so that was April 24th, 2019. So here I am uh, completely paralyzed by this. Um, of course, you know, we were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary yeah. that Saturday. And I had just talked to her in a hurry the day before with mm -hmm. finalizing a couple of the people on the list. She had called a few people and I'm like, you know, Lord, I don't want to plan a funeral this weekend. I wanted to celebrate um, my parents' life, but God chose a different way. Um, and so that thrust me into a a grieving process and into mourning and something that I had never really experienced before. Um, I feel so uh, blessed with the life that God has given me that I have not had to experience a ton of grief um, or mourning. And I know people that are listening have had all different shapes and sizes, but what I want to be reminded of is that every grief and every mourning is important to Jesus. And it was important to me. Um, at that time that I understood that Jesus understood what I was going through. Um, and so that's kind of what thrust me into a little over a year ago, experiencing something, honestly, that I had ministered to people being a pastor's wife mm -hmm. for years on, come alongside of, attended more funerals than you could ever even imagine in my lifetime. And yet now I was the recipient of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, right. When you're sitting there um, mm -hmm. and you're feeling the grief that other people are feeling, the beauty in that is that mm -hmm. how God met those people and you saw God's grace mm -hmm. and him, him meeting those people where they were at during that time of need. He 
he did the same thing for you, you know, yes. during that time. And that's, that's, yes. that's awesome. Um, so what was your, um, focus and mm -hmm. during this time of grief and what should be our focus during our grieving and mourning process? Yeah. And I really do think it's a process. I mean, I'm a little over a year and, um, I can definitely see differences in this June versus, or this July versus last July. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And so it is a process, but I, I would say that I would admonish anyone going through this process is to focus on what we know to do that is right and just do it today. Like I, you know, what am I going to feel on that year anniversary of her, or of her passing or, or what am I going to feel when that, when I realize, you know, my kids are no longer going to know their grandy or, or, or whatever. But all I can do is I can get up every single day and I can focus on what we, what I know to do is right today. And when I do that and I'm filled with the Holy spirit, uh, God blesses it. Um, some things that even, helped with that is I'll say music was huge and has been huge in my life this past year. Um, you grow up in Christianity, you know, the songs about heaven. I mean, we've sung them our whole lives. Um, but then when you literally hear them playing or you're singing them and it, you know, someone that you care so deeply about is literally there. Like it's a reality. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Those songs just become so much more real. And, and I remember just being in the car and sometimes tears streaming down my face, just sometimes joy overcoming me to know that she was delivered and that heaven is real. She had a new home. Um, though that was just, uh, overwhelmingly encouraging through those times. And then scripture, I mean, you know, sometimes like, you know, read your Bible. We all know to read your but I'm telling you the same thing with scripture, the same scripture I have known and, and applied and put into my heart took on a whole new meaning. Yeah. 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 When I read those during, um, that grief and also my children, uh, Heather actually sent me a book about heaven yeah. and it was, uh, questions that children answer or ask about heaven and give some answers. So my husband used that as his devotions at night. And I'm telling you, when you put your focus on something, it was like we were really thinking about heaven. Then we got a lot of answers about that. And we're really thinking about the life that um, my mom, their grandy was now living. And um, man, those things were so encouraging and just kept our focus straight. What are some ways to understand the mourning process? Sometimes I think, you know, we can probably go mm -hmm. into the, the mourning and we don't really fully understand um, the process and even maybe allow ourselves to have that process. We mm -hmm. maybe feel like, Oh no, I have to be the strong Christian and I can't mourn like this. I have to mm -hmm. be strong in the Lord and get through this. So yeah, it's found on that a little bit. I think that's an excellent point you bring up. And first thing I want to say about that is I think recognizing number one, that death was never God's intention. Like, so what happened to my mom on April 24th, 2019, and that grief that struck me and my family was not God's intention. Like he created us in a perfect world to have a relationship with him. But the result of sin and brokenness has brought us to the point that we, we have to go through that valley of the shadow of death. And yeah. so what it helped me is understanding, hey, 
Like God did not want me to have to go through this. Now, can he turn it for my good? Oh yes. He takes everything that's broken and makes it beautiful. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, to, to know the fact that, Oh, this was not God's plan. It is painful because it's a result of sin. Death is painful. It's a separation from what we know now. Um, and so understanding that kind of put things in perspective and it, it makes you not shake your fist at God, but it makes you understand the process that we have to go through because of that brokenness. Um, then yeah, also with scripture, I talked about just meditating on scripture. This, this verse really jumped out to me and this goes along with the morning process, but it says Psalm 139, 18, if I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I am awake, I am still with thee. And that last little tag, when I am awake, I am still with thee, uh, really comforted my heart because I will say something that really affected me in this morning process was sleep and waking up. Because when you wake up, there's a reality. And every time you wake up, it's like, my mom's gone. And it kind of all rushes in and then you get up and you get moving and your head gets clear. Um, I have dreamt about my mom numerous times. I mean, and it's like, she's right there. She's either younger when I was a child or, you know, there's just all these situations. And then again, that reality. And I would find that even fear would grip me, not just about not having my mom here, but about my children, their future. Um, even this year with all that's gone on in our country and our world. And it's just like the older you get, the more you realize how broken this world is and fear can just creep in. And the Bible says, no, when I'm awake, I'm still with thee. You rest. The Bible talks about that over and over rest and then get up and I'm still there. And so those scriptures became so real to me, even with that fear that crept in. Um, also, another thing that I thought about is grief comes in waves. I learned that. Like, you may think, well, this certain day is going to be really, really hard. But then another random day hits you, and it's like you've been rocking along just fine, life's going along, and then all of a sudden, boom, you just have one of those days where it's hard, and you need to just cry, and you need to just remember and you need to think honestly reliving that day even was important for me this on her year anniversary of her death and just thinking about that grief but then being reminded of God's goodness you know my birthday this past year I turned 40 oh the big 4-0 and um I honestly had a very hard time with that day, I didn't think, that, I mean, it's your birthday. It's like fun. My husband had multiple parties, but throughout that, I've probably had one of my hardest weeks. And that's because my mom of anybody had been there for every single one of my birthdays. Yeah. And she, I mean, birthdays were a big deal. We, I was an only child, so I got a celebration every year and it yeah. was just fun. And so those okay. memories, so I think just allowing yourself that. And when those days come, take them. Because you know what? Crying is okay. Mourning is okay. What is what does Solomon tell us in Ecclesiastes? He says, there's a time to mourn. There's a time to rejoice. There's a time to dance. There, all these things are appropriate. And um, it's okay to have those days that are hard. And then the last thing would just be this morning process. Get help. Don't be afraid to talk to people and think that you have to just 
conquer it all and you have to be okay. Um, another, a friend of mine, she went through losing her dad within a couple months of me losing my mom. And she was actually able to attend a grief share class at a local church nearby. And it was a huge help to her. Um, and she was able to attend, you know, once a week for several weeks in a row. And just knowing that other people were feeling that same type of grief and mourning and then and saturating it with scripture, it just truly helped her get through that process. And so I think that's something that we need to recognize as Christians, you know, it's okay to grieve and it's okay to get help, you know, reach out. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, cause I think a lot of times if we harbor and we hold that in, mm -hmm. it actually festers into something worse, which is yeah. bitterness or anger or, you know, frustration. But when we can release that and God allows us to even release that to a, to a, another human, <laughs> yes, um, he br brings those people into your life right mm -hmm. at the right time. And, um, a lot of times you end up getting even closer to that person and got it. Yes. An incredible friend out of that. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, and God takes our grief and he, he, um, has us focus our eyes through that grief on him because yes. it's not anything else that's going to get us through it, but him. Mm -hmm. So, and mm -hmm. like you even mentioned, just even in what we're going through today, you know, I remember when this virus was all happening and you go to bed and you feel like a cloud is over you and you wake up mm -hmm. and a cloud is over you. But the Lord allows sometimes us to go through a time of dryness and grief and mourning mm -hmm. so that we can be um, refreshed and we can find that it is him and is in his strength that we can get through mm. it. It's in the, our weakness that he is our, our strength and he yes. becomes more strong in our life if we let him, if we yield to that. Yes. You know? Right. So, right. Exactly. Um, so that is so good. And this is, we're coming down now towards the end of this. Um, just a couple more questions here. Um, how do we truly see, and we might've even touched on this, but we can even touch on this a little bit more, but how do we truly see the goodness of God in such a time of grief? Mm -hmm. Especially um, when it just feels so negative and it feels so hopeless. And, mm -hmm. and even though you know that God is there, um, it just, how can we continue to keep that perspective mm -hmm. in all of those things? I feel like I uh, like three in one. <laughs> that's good. But you know what, that you, that's an excellent question because what you just, um, touched on when we're weak, he's strong. So the goodness of God, how is that shown when we're strong all the time? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yes, we reflect that back to God, but it's in our weakness that we realize, oh my goodness, I can't do this without him. Yeah. And that's where we have to live our lives. We have to be dependent on him. So I think that in any situation, any grieving, we have to recognize that in our weakness, man, that just gives, God gets on full display. And he yeah. gets to get the glory. Um, something I learned through even this grieving was every negative that was happening, because remember, we talked about death was not God's plan. But for every negative, my God makes it a positive. Like he, that's what he's in yeah. the business of doing. He takes brokenness and he makes it beautiful. So just even throughout that whole um, losing my mom that week, that's such the pain that you just feel like 
you know, this is horrible. And those days that were rough and the adjustments, watching my dad now be alone. And I mean, there's so many things that go into that. I'm able to always constantly see the net. It's like my husband and I would say, well, you know, look at this. This is hard. And every time without fail, we completely were able to say, well, but look at this, but look at God. So I would say, I told you my mom passed away that Wednesday. Well, we buried her on Saturday. Her funeral was Saturday. That was the day of their 50th wedding celebration. So something that was like supposed to be so rejoicing was so horribly sad, but yet God orchestrated it. I mean, all these people were coming into town to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. I mean, they were already booked. They had their time set aside. My dad had bought a brand new suit that they bought together. My mom was buried in the dress that she was going to wear to that 50. So all of these things, it just felt like, but then I looked around Becky and there were five to 600 people sitting in that auditorium celebrating the life that my mom had lived for the Lord. And what that does to me as a daughter and to my dad as his wife is it was just like, wow, God, you were so good to give us these moments. And we were able to truly celebrate her life that day. And perhaps it was a different time. We wouldn't have had that. So so you see what I'm saying? Such a negative became a positive. Um, And then you know, one of your biggest fears I said is losing a parent. Honestly, I would say even you maybe relate to this when I was a little girl, you know, my parents would travel and I'm like, Oh, I just, what would I do without my mom and dad? And, and some people do lose their parents when they're very young or they don't have that in their life. But I was able to say, Oh, but God, you gave her to me for 39 years. Like, just thank you for that. And she was even a gift outside of my biological mother. You know, you gave me this gift. And so, yes, I still feel young at 39 or 40 now to have not have a mom because a lot of people have a mom much past that, but I've been so blessed to have had that time that I did with her. So it's just a perspective. I mean, it's really looking at, okay, yeah, that's a negative and that's sad. Oh, but God can turn that and to make it um, a positive. She knew all of my children. You know, I have four children. Scarlett was four when she passed away. I'm so thankful for that time she was able to spend with Scarlett and that I have pictures of each of them. You see what I'm saying? So there's always the positive. Yeah. And I think too, it's our view of God. Mm -hmm. If we go if we go into a death or some type of grieving or mourning of a situation and we have a negative view mm-hmm. of God, we don't have the right view. What, what really mm-hmm. is that yes. have gotten in and he's distorted our view of God. It's, it is going to be harder to, to get mm-hmm. out or to see the goodness of God because your, your perspective yes. is he's not good. He's never been good. He's, you know, mm-hmm. right. And we can get in this. Mm-hmm. And I think, right. I think we have to, if you are struggling with that and you're like, well, I have not, I don't see the goodness of God. I'm, I'm struggling to see the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you need to do some research. You need to get into the yes. word of God and you need to see God for who he is. Uh, last question is grief can look different but what does God's word say about how to respond to the grief and grief can look different for everybody. And like you, and I love how you were tenderhearted in, in your words to, to those who are listening that, um, 
just about grief and that mm-hmm. it's important to God, the grief that you're feeling, it could look so different. It might not be losing mm-hmm. a parent. It could be losing a job that you just mm-hmm. spent 32 years investing money and time and you've just mm-hmm. lost that. That's a grief. That's a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, what, again, what does God say about how we should respond to that grief? Mm-hmm. I think we have to view and what to play off what you've been saying as Jesus is the fountain of living water. And when we constantly go to that source of living water, then what are we going to do? We're going to live. We're going to have that joy in the midst of the trials. So I'm constantly drawing from this well and it never runs dry. Okay. And this is constantly every day as I mentioned before, we get up and we do the right thing. What is that right thing? I feed my spirit. Mm-hmm. I, li- you know, I put in the music that's feeding my spirit. I'm reading God's word that's feeding my spirit. I'm dwelling on those positive things that God is truly good. And what that does is it's renewing my spirit. And so I think yeah. that God, yes, Jesus wept. And he did take the time. He felt that human emotion. Um, of the sadness. See, he was so sad that he had to take on the sin of the world. Yet he went forward with it because why? He knew that he was the source that we needed for salvation. So we have to constantly go to that well. And then the other thing I was, I was thinking about, even when talking about death, and, and like you said, grief, mourning can, can be all kinds of sorts of things. But even in death, my husband was uh, doing a Bible study the other night and was talking about Paul. And we know in Philippians, what did he say? For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And we know that it's like we wear t-shirts, you know, all these things. But the way my husband put it, he said, it's the dilemma of life. Paul was in a dilemma. Hmm. He was like, I want to live because it's Christ. Like I'm telling people about Jesus. I'm portraying through his grief. I mean, we want to talk about grief. Let's talk about Paul for a minute. Right. I mean, the, the guy, I'm like, I've had this one major thing the past year. That guy was, you know, bitten by a snake, shipwrecked. There's all prisoner. And yet yeah. he was so committed. So for him to live, it was all about Christ. But then he knew the moment God said, I'm done with you, Paul, on earth, to die is gain. Yeah. And when you have that perspective that, hey, God chose me to live today, I get to get up and while I'm awake, he's still with me and I get to have that joy and I get to tell people about Jesus and I get to share the goodness of God. Oh my goodness, living is wonderful, but I don't have to fear death. I don't have to fear uh, where my mom is. I get to rejoice that when I die and I leave this earth, I get to gain and be with Christ forever. Man, what a dilemma. You know, do I yeah. want to live? Do I want to die? I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy with both. Does yeah. it make sense? You That's know? So good. I, I just want to say, preach. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, that is, I, that is just so beautiful. That is so good. And what a way to really end, you know, end this episode is yeah. with that um, in mind. Because in, just even in the day and age we're living in, there's just so much fear mm-hmm. going on. So to end it with, don't mm-hmm. fear. And if you mm-hmm. are fearing and it's because you don't, maybe because you don't know the Lord, um, mm-hmm. you know, this is an opportunity you have. If yes. you are living and breathing and you are hearing this message, you can right now mm-hmm. believe on Jesus as your personal savior, mm-hmm. uh, have him forgive you of your sins and you can have a home in heaven. And it's mm-hmm. your choice. He's calling. It's your choice to answer. He's not going to make you. 
but he Mm -hmm. wants you to receive him because Mm -hmm. there's so much, even though it might not feel like it at the moment, but really (laughs) there's so much abundance in this life in Christ. Yes. And he, he brings the good even in a virus, even in Mm -hmm. just uncertain times in our country, he brings the good. And, but you have to have the foundation first. You have to believe on Christ. So, so good. I have so enjoyed this conversation. So I want to just go over the books really quick. And the book is um, from Bill Rice Ranch. Uh, It's so it's like Bill Rice Ranch was like a type of camp for anybody wondering. And then anyways, Troy, Troy Carlson, wrote the book and the book is called settled and strong and it says what it takes to have assurance of salvation and it is a book of 68 pages it's a really small thin you could literally read this in probably 30 minutes to an hour but absolutely absolutely i recommend this for anybody who is just maybe living in constant doubt so please get the book settled and strong even if it's not for you maybe you your your kids need it Um, maybe they've been Mm -hmm. struggling this is a great great book so beautiful and then yes and then there the book that i was talking about for um children that we were able to go through our kids about heaven was called heaven for kids by randy alcorn and then he also has the adult version just heaven and i mean tell you he's really studied it out and Honestly, I would say I'm a little ashamed of what I did not understand about heaven because I think it's something that we kind of, we know about and we see the sure. flashcards when we're in, you know, in children's church, right. but to really delve in and to understand, um, and we don't fully understand, but to know what we can know now sure. and look forward to, man, it just, I'll tell you, it makes you yearn for it more every day, but then it also makes you passionate about telling other people about it. Oh, that's great. So um, put that on your list. I know I haven't read those either. And so I love Mm -hmm. that they have one for kids. I think that Mm -hmm. is fantastic. So those books um, will, we have, we do Audible, so they can go in my queue or when I get a credit, I will put that Mm -hmm. in there. Thank you so much for um, honoring me with your presence and coming on the podcast. And um, I know that God is going to to use this episode in in a great way. So thank you again. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Becky, for having me. It has been a joy talking to you. You always are full of joy and life, and I have enjoyed getting to know you more. And what I really appreciate is that you stepped out on faith and you're doing this podcast to help others. And so I I just want to say thank you uh, for doing that and honoring the Lord with your talents. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with a friend and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you want to connect with Alana on Facebook, her username is Alana Brown and in parentheses Stewart, and her IG account is Alana Brown 06. You will enjoy giving her a follow. She is sure to brighten your feed. Friends, thank you for your support and taking time to listen today. Talk to you next time on the I Can Relate podcast.